boys, we just finished listening to Willie on the ColecoVisions podcast. Kowalski, what is the private Enrico doing over there? They appear to be accessing something called an SNES, sir. Check the net about this SNES. It appears to be some type of entertainment device. There's a file here referring to it. Soul Blazers, the SNES podcast. Awesome. Top Troy, Top Shell, Top Nintendo. Begin Operation Nintendcast. SNES podcast with your hosts Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Super NES podcast. This is episode number fifty-eight. Uh, I am one of your regular hosts, Greg, and with me is my other regular host. You should be here, George. Wait, am I here? You were last time I checked. Oh. Okay. Wait. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Um, so how are you doing today, George? Uh, I'm all right. How are you? Doing okay. Um, we, uh, after our, after our very busy schedules with this and other podcasts recently, we wanted, uh, I suggested, to, I, I suggested doing another more light and breezy game. And I think this game we have for this episode fits, you know, fits that bill totally. Which, like, the, like a dollar bill or a five dollar bill? Ah, I think this is probably like worth like a thirty dollar bill because we'll talk about pricing. Okay. Pricing of this game is somewhat expensive. We'll talk about that like toward the end. But whoa, we're just turning this podcast upside down. <laughs> um, we have looked at a number of arcade to super, uh, um, like arcade ports to Super NES uh, in the history of this podcast. Um, because the Super NES did not have a ton of arcade ports, but there were a number of, uh, but there were like a number of them uh, ported over the system, uh, both classic and both new arcade games. And the game we're looking at in this episode kind of is on the cusp. A lot of people consider this game to kind of be one of the so-called uh, last classic or classic or retro like arcade games uh, because of its gameplay and style and who made it. Um, but we were talking about uh, the game Rampart, uh, which was originally originally developed and released in the arcades by Atari in 1990 and was ported to Super NES in 1992. Um, and I've had a couple people tell me that they were looking forward to looking forward to discovering this game because they uh, uh, because like me, there's a lot of people out there who really enjoy this game. Um, I have a um, uh, I have a pretty deep history with this game, which I'll talk about here in, uh, like in a moment. And I think, George, this is your first time playing this game, like, in the podcast? Yep. 
Okay. But you'd heard about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rampart's pretty popular. Like, it's a pretty, like, well-known, you know, well-known arcade game. Um, so as I said, this was done by Atari. Um, most people out there listening to this podcast probably know the history of Atari, but I'm going to give a real quick cliff Ooh. notes uh, version. Yes, who? Um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to give a real quick, quick uh, summary uh, summary uh, about Atari, specifically Atari games, because um, when Atari was sold um, to Jack Tremell in, in 1984, uh, because the video, because the video game crash, uh, the company was actually broken. The company was actually split like into two. Uh, only the uh, o- uh, only the home and consumer portion of the company was sold to Tremel, uh, which became known as Atari Incorporated. Uh, Warner Communications, the parent of uh, the company that had owned Atari, wanted to keep the arcade side of the company because arcades were still, even though even though arcades had declined too, the arcade operation was still making money compared to the home compared to the home and consumer consumer part of the company, which was losing money at an enormous rate. I've heard uh, I've heard figures on the rate of something like you know. Like, I've heard figures figures on the rate of like you know several several million dollars a month uh, that they were hemorrhaging out. So and this is why games need to be green lighted. <laughs> um, so they wanted to keep the arcade side. So uh, like the arcade like the arcade side of the company was split off and they became known as Atari Games. Uh, and most people think about Atari arcade games. They think about the classic the classic era uh, of the seventies the seventies the seventies like the early 80s. But Atari games, continue to, Atari games continue to stay in business for a long time and, and they continue to crank out um, quite a long list of very good arcade games uh, like all through the late 80s um, and all through the 90s. And Rampart, and Rampart is just one of many games that they produced. Um, Atari games was finally was finally uh, bought by a Midway in 2002, and they were absorbed into Midway um, as part of their arcade operations, and then Midway became bankrupt to, uh, bankrupt to themselves a few years after that. And with that, that um, and with that, that died the last remnant of like, the old Atari. So. And it really stinks. Like, a lot of good companies went bankrupt in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, the arcade market never... The arcade market had spikes uh, with games like Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat, but the arcade market never really fully recovered, like, from the high that had been, the, the, the high it had been in the early 80s. There are numerous reasons why. I mean, other podcasts have talked about this, like, in mass, but... Things uh, like the SNES killing it off. Well, not just the NES. <laughs> they were home... Uh, just that you could finally get arcade-quality games that... Uh, arcade quality games at home oh yeah uh, by the time of the 90s like arcades were just like what's the point i might as well just go buy like a playstation and play it you know sitting yeah. in front of tv right i mean right. yeah i mean like you know the main reason i go to like uh, 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 uh yeah like you know i go to my dave musters arcade about once every three months and the main reason i go and the main reason i go to that is, is, is you know, just to play the modern arcade games that you can't duplicate at home like like very well like very well very easily unless you're, you're a multi-millionaire exactly i mean i, I mean <laughs> most of us most of us and most of us and most of us are not going to have the thirty thousand uh, dollars the star wars battle pod costs so oh, it's only that much yeah it's only that much oh okay <laughs> um so <laughs> Uh, Rampart came out in two different versions. Uh, there was the original three-player version of the game, which had 25-inch monitor and monitor, and the control was done by Trackball. Um, and like, then later on, they came out with a uh, cost-reduced uh, two-player version of, of the game with a 19-inch monitor, and they used joysticks. Um, so, 
for those of you who have not played Rampart, Rampart is kind of part action, part strategy, part uh, you know, part puzzle game. Part uh, shoot stuff up. Well, that's what that falls under the action category, I think. Shh, I like shooting <laughs> stuff up. Um, and there's and and the basic objective of the game, if you're playing single player, is just basically to you have a castle and you put in and you build walls and you, and you put cannons and and you shoot at ships and you're trying to just survive to make it to the next stage uh, by repairing the by repairing the damage to your castle and trying to destroy uh, the enemy fleet. Uh, there's also a two-player version in which both of you control a castle and your castle and you're shooting at each other's castles. And whichever player is unable to to successfully enclose your castle, because you have to enclose a castle uh, to be able to keep playing, the first player to fail to, to, to fail to do that loses the game. So um, having both ha- having having both single player and multiplayer really adds a lot of like replay value like this game. But yeah, especially the single player and multiplayer are two different modes. It's not right. like because single player you're fighting off AI ships coming in, and exactly multiplayer multiplayer you're facing against somebody else shooting at you. Right. Yeah. So this was a game I first encountered in the arcade virtually after it came out in 1990 because you know I was born in '76, so my main time I spent hanging on arcades. Yes. Was about 1986. Uh, 1994 was the time I was I, I was spent primarily hanging around in arcades where I got to play many great classic games such as like you know uh, Simpsons and Terminator 2 and TMNT um, and Street Fighter um, and Mortal Kombat and Tetris uh, Tetris my first time playing Tetris like was you know like was arcade version um, and, and so Rampart was another game I I, I I first saw in the arcades and loved like right away so. Um, when the NES version came out shortly afterwards, I, I bought that version, and that was my jam for uh, several years. I never actually... I rented the Super NES version, but I didn't think the Super NES version had enough of a difference between what I already had with the NES version uh, to warrant buying it. So I never actually owned the Super NES version uh, uh, back then, like, though I did play it like quite a bit. Uh, because really, this game is so simplistic that it get, uh, that it ports very well, and this game was so popular that it could port numerous systems and consoles we'll talk about here like later on. So... Um, so yeah, you know, I have very fond memories, like fond memories, you know, playing the NES version also, but, uh, um, um, so we should probably talk about the basic gameplay of Rampart for, uh, uh, the, 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 the gameplay exists like three stages. You have, uh, the, the, the first stage is your castle, castle selection stage where, uh, like where you're given a choice to decide what castle that you want to claim as your own. And there's already strategy, there's already uh, some strategy going into this because you want to have a castle that has room to expand, i.e. you want a castle that's centrally located so you can easily, easily build your wall to claim other castles. You want to avoid one against the wall, uh, at the corner of the screen, or, or, or the side screen if you can help it because those are, uh, uh, because those, uh, because those walls are like more difficult to repair, and you want one close to the ocean if possible, uh, because obviously the closer your cannons are to the enemy ships, uh, the faster you can shoot. So um, the strategy being involved in this game makes this elevate this uh, definitely elevates this like above just like a mindless shooter because uh, every phase of the game does have some strategy strategy involved in it and you may not realize the strategy involved in it at first uh, but once you actually start playing it you quickly realize oh you know I'm better off if I do this or I'm better off if I do that so uh, making this game just more than like a simple uh, point and shoot game very you know very really helps make it unique. 
Yeah, the strategies that you take differ on what you're playing if you're playing single player or multiplayer. Mm -hmm. um, right. As we play multiplayer together, and I just, I don't think I lost to you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, George but, and I. Uh, there's, there's, there's quite a strategy there to make it right. very difficult for somebody to yeah. repair their, their castle wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm talking about the single player version of the game here. Multiplayer has its own like strategy and tips to it. Uh, George and I had George and I had some problems getting this to work like online, online. But we were finally we were finally successful at being able to get it to work online and played some and played some rounds against each other. So, um, so uh, that so that works very well. And then so single player, once you select your castle, uh, you then have to place cannons, and you get three cannons to start with. Um, and you want, and again, strategy involved. You want to place your cannons um, in spots where they're not really choking off other parts of the castle, and you also want to place it close to the ocean if you can, because again, the closer the cannon is to the enemy ships, the faster you can shoot. So, um, the second part of the game is the actual shooting part of the game, part, uh, the shooting part of the game, where there'll be an enemy fleet of ships, and you're trying to destroy all the enemy ships before time runs out. Uh, at the same time, you're shooting at them. The enemy ships are shooting at you, doing damage to your walls. Depending upon the version of the game, uh, they can also they can also uh, uh, they can also like, destroy your castle. I'm sorry, uh, they can also like destroy your cannons, depending upon the version of the game that you're playing. And depending upon the ship, uh, they can also leave behind flaming craters, which which last for three or three or so rounds and make it um, and make it difficult to repair your castle in the next phase because you can't like build over those flaming craters. Um, and the ships, there's 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 three different types of uh, there's, uh, there's three different types of ships. Uh, there's your basic single-sailed ship, doesn't do very much except it's like move around and shoot. Uh, pretty easy to sink. Double-sailed ships are a little bit tougher, and if they reach the shore, they uh, the shore they land grunts, uh, who are small tank-like tank-like objects that multiply and move around, and move around during their, uh, they, uh, move around during their, and move around during their repair for a phase. Um, and make it difficult to repair your castle again because again, like I said, like the flaming crater, you can't build over like a grunt. You can't shoot them though with your cannons though, uh, if they're in a particularly like an uh, annoying version. And red ships are the worst because red ships are toughest to sink, and they're the ones that, they're the ones that cause the flaming craters. So you, you to, like you definitely want to make the red ships uh, your top priority to sink. And these ships don't stay still; they move around. So, like, uh, so like missile command, you have to you have to learn the fine art of leading them a little bit, uh, 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 you're a little bit like your shots. Anyway, once we either destroy our enemy fleet or once after the time runs out, uh, you go to the third phase, which is the third the phase, which is repair phase. Um, and this is kind of the the puzzle part of the game because you're given very Tetris-like pieces. In fact, I think they are the same shapes as Tetris pieces. Uh, um, some of them kind of, yeah, the, but the, there's also all, like more shapes to them. The only, the, the only, the only tetra shape I, I, I the only, the only, the only tetra shape I, 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 I don't, don't recall seeing here like it's a square. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you're given a bunch of shapes and, and you're and it's walls and, and you're trying to. The first thing, the first thing you need to do is you need to is you need to repair your castle because you need to you need to completely encircle at least one castle to keep playing. Uh, you'll know we did this because it, um, uh, because the because the closed castle like will turn blue. And diagonals do count. You got to have the diagonals covered up too, so that can make it very difficult sometimes, especially if that diagonals in a very hard to reach, hard to reach place, and place, place, and you're not getting the luck to get a good puzzle piece. Um, so, and then if you have time, 
you also want to extend your you also want to extend your castle walls to enclose to, to enclose other castles because the more castles you, that, that you enclose, not only the more points do you get, but you also get the more cannons because the bigger your castles are, the, you know, the more cannons you get. So, and then you move on to the second round, and then that repeats until either you're defeated, uh, like until you, uh, you um, or until you've defeated like all the enemy fleet. And the original, uh, the original arcade version had 16 stages to it. So, uh, could, uh, so, it last, so it could last like quite a while. So, um, and, uh, and, uh, uh, so the game's pretty easy to control. Um, the, uh, uh, the home version of the game, because it's a bit, the, because this arcade game was pretty simplistic, the home version of the game really did duplicate very well. Um, slight differences in graphics and sound. Um, you know, they use the, they use the, uh, pad, the control pad, uh, as opposed to the trackball or the joystick that the arcade version did. Uh, but beyond that, uh, the home versions really, like, really, uh, really were very good ports. Because, like I said, this was not a very, for 1990, the game is, the game looks good for never, like, for the arcade game, it's pretty up there, but it's not, uh, it's not cutting-edge technology, so... Um, home systems had no problem being able to pull off the look and feel of, of like the game, uh, like the game, which is one reason they got ported, you ported so many systems. Um, besides the, uh, besides, uh, besides the Super NES version, uh, the game also came out for the, uh, NES, um, the PC also got a version, to a version of the game, um, and it also came out for the, uh, Sega Nash system. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Genesis, uh, the Atari Lynx, the Macintosh, the Commodore 64, the Amiga, um, the Amiga, the Atari ST, the Game Boy, and the Game Boy Color. Ooh. So, um, going back to Atari for a little bit, uh, Atari did have a um, Atari. So Atari uh, Inc. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Atari Corporation, which was the home side of Atari, uh, did form a subsidiary, uh, a subsidiary later on called Tengen, uh, which published uh, Atari games for home systems. Um, they eventually, they eventually got a licensing deal with Atari Games, and they ported over quite a number of Atari games. Um, and and this is and Tengen's, and Tengen's notorious for deciding to go against Nintendo and publishing their own uh, third party uh, carts that defeated the lockout procedures that. The NES had, but uh, Tengen did. But Tengen did publish games um, for other systems, and the and for the uh, and the and, and the Master System Genesis versions, um, and like the Lynx versions of this game, since they were Atari systems, like were like were like were developed and published by Tengen. But realizing that Atari couldn't do that, but realizing Atari couldn't do that, like the Nintendo systems, like the homes, the home computers, they licensed the game to other companies. Um, most of the home versions of the game were done by a company called uh, Bitmasters, which was well known in the 80s, 90s for doing like ports of ports of arcade, like arcade computer games. Uh, later versions of the game were developed were developed digital clips. Um, this version of the game, the Super NES, was published by Electronic Arts, um, and even and even though it has the, if, um, like even though it has the 1991 copyright date, the game didn't actually come out until August '92. Um, other versions of the game were published by Jalco and Midway, like other companies, and the game was also included. The arcade version of the game was also included, like a number of, like of collections uh, that came out for like later systems, uh, like as well. Um, 
And very curiously, I didn't know about this until recently. Um, I really want to play this version of the game now because uh, uh, version of the game now because it looks fascinating. Um, uh, Konami also uh, released a version of this game in Japan only for the Famicom. Um, Konami took several of their older arcade games and kind of did a enhanced version of them, like Gyrus, for example. Uh, and which they took their arcade game and spruced it up a little bit, like as much bells, bells and whistles. They did the same thing with ten, uh, 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 you know, they did the same thing with Rampart. Uh, they added in a whole bunch of a, um, of campaign modes for, uh, you know, for example, like one campaign mode is like, you know, it was based off of Three Little Pigs. Another one's based off like, you know, Medieval Warfare, um, and so on and so on with a whole bunch of oh. stages of stage and power-ups and whatnot. It looks fascinating. I, I really want to play this version of the game because even though it's in Japanese, there's not too much Japanese in the game. It's very playable uh, uh, playable by Western, uh, Western person. So, um, and this was and, and this was like Japan only. So it never got a release outside of Japan. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Remember, it sounds interesting. So. I like when they, when they add more playability or just extra stuff to like arcade games that come to home consoles. Exactly, and this is a reason that Super, yeah, and this is a reason like why well, the Super NES version of the game like is my favorite because not only do you have the original the original version of the uh, version of the arcade game, uh, you also have enhanced mo- enhanced mode. And I'm on the record of saying like you know, my favorite version of of games is to have both an original and enhanced version of the game available to you because that pleases that pleases both the groups. Um, uh, the people who the people who want to play the, the who want to play the original game have the original game, uh, and the people who, who and the, and the people who want to play the enhanced version of the game with some extra bells and whistles have that uh, have that also. So um, the Super NES version of the game, like I said, looks and feels very close to its arcade counterpart. Uh, the major difference is just being the fact that you have to um, you know to use the gamepad to control things around. Um, there's multiplayer here also. Uh, the graphics. Are very close to their arcade counterparts. Uh, the sound effects are the, the sound effects and music are also very close. Uh, the arcade game had voice. Not every version, not every version of the you know, of the game or harmonies had voice, but the Super Nintendo version does have voice, and it sounds and it sounds it sounds perfect. It sounds um it sounds it sounds just like the arcade game. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, the music also it also sounds great. Uh, there's not there's not there's not much music music to the game, but I like what there is. There's short little tunes, like uh, very like military, military sounding like in most cases. Um, like medieval. Military. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, like like you know, drums, uh, drums and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about the you know, the controls earlier, like off mic, uh, George. Uh, I think the pad works okay. Obviously, the trackball is the preferred way to play this game, yeah. but but all the but, but obviously there was no trackball available for most home systems. So the pad is is how you control the, the cursor in most versions of the game. I think it works fine, like in this game. It's uh, it's 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 kind of missing though because it's it's super locked to a grid, and that that means that. You know, you can kind of miss a shot because of the aiming system. And there are there are other home uh, console versions where, you know, it's like a free aim kind of like thing. But in this, it's it's locked to a grid and it feels really stiff and weird. I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, I never noticed that too much. It's probably because of the fact that the graphics are a little bit, um, 
you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit shaded, a, a little uh, shaded a little bit differently to the Super NES, I think. I think, I think it's just the way the pixels, uh, pixels are laid out. Um, you, you know, just the way the game was like ported over. I guess. Like I had to make a guess. So, um, so, so you have the, you have the. You have two main game modes, uh, game modes here, like Lutu earlier. You have the, you have normal, and you also have super. Uh, normal is your basic arcade mode. This is just like the arcade game, straight, nothing fancy, nothing added to it. Super mode adds a whole bunch of bells and whistles to it. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> uh, I like super mode, but it does take a bit to get used to. Um, there's there's three main things out of the super mode. Uh, one of them is that the fact that there's a um, there's now obstacles uh, on the land masses. Uh, there are uh, there are rocks, uh, rocks, and, and there's also craters, and there's also um, grunts in, in some areas, depending upon what map you're playing on. So that makes it more difficult to lay your castles out because you have to like avoid those things. So definitely adds like a bit of a challenge to it. Um, the second main, you know, the second, the 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 the, the, uh, the, the second major difference to it, um, it's like the fact that a, um, uh, like the fact that the, uh, um, oh, how can I put this? Uh, it, it, like it's a very, like it's a very minor difference. Um, there's um, there's um, oh uh. The power-ups. Uh, there's two power-ups that can get in super mode: uh, the balloon and the super cannon. Uh, uh, beginning to beginning of phase two, uh, the balloon will float over to the most powerful enemy ship, uh, like on the screen, uh, for single player, or float over to the most powerful cannon uh, for multiplayer. Um, and if you use the balloon, it converts it to the player side, uh, like for the next fighting round. So very nice power-up because it basically just steals you that ship with the cannon for you. Uh, the, super, the super cannon is bigger than usual. It's like about one and a half times the size of your regular cannon, but it fires red projectiles. Um, uh, uh, they can take a ship like in one hit. Uh, or, uh, or, or they're aimed at a landscape target, they can leave a permanent fire. So very nice. Uh, uh, both these power-ups, like uh, power-ups, power-ups, when you power-ups, and ones you, you, you really want to get. The third, the, the third difference, and the, and the difference I think George was groaning about here like a moment ago, um, is during the actual battle phase of the game. Only during the battle phase of the game, curiously enough, not during the other phases. Just, uh, just during the battle phase, uh, the camera changes to a mode seven perspective, where it's like zoomed out, um, and you're kind of like looking off in the distance. It's not uh, zoomed out; it's zoomed in. It's zoomed in. Yeah, sorry. So, um, so you can't. The problem is you can't really see anything here. Um, and I don't know why anyone would play like this because it's very difficult. You can't really see what's around you too much. You have to be moving around a lot and that wastes, uh, a lot of time. Well, what well, if you want to play the other, uh, you, well, so what if you want to play the other additions I mentioned, you have to play in this mode because, uh, this version of the, this version of the game, the only one has the power-ups, uh, like the obstacles. So, the power-ups. Um, <laughs> uh, the view... I don't mind the view screen. Yeah, I don't mind the viewpoint. There are pros and cons to it. it does, it's zoomed in way too far. I can it, it, understand it, zooming it in and at an angle and this and that, but it's zoomed in way too close that you're you're also playing. You're like playing another game on top of it. You're playing like hide and seek or something. You know, <laughs> like you're trying to look for all the ships. Like you know, I need to know where all the ships are. 
so I can so I can fend them off. Because like I was playing, and I was like, oh, did I get all the ships? Why is it still going? And I was getting attacked, and I didn't know because I couldn't see anything. Well, I think that it does take some getting used to. Uh, you know, I prefer playing playing. Uh, playing in super mode only because I've gotten used to it, and also because super mode offers a greater challenge. Because, like, you know, I've gotten so good at the game that single player mode doesn't really offer as much of a challenge to me anymore. Uh, whereas the extra obstacles and power ups, power ups of super mode offset to me the problems, the problems with the problems with the viewpoint. And, it, um, and you're right, you know, it is frustrating sometimes. The, uh, um, I, I think it was, I understand, I understand what they're trying to go for. They wanted to give, they wanted to show off. Uh, the Super NES graphics, uh, 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 you know, a little bit more they could do, and they wanted to, and they wanted to enhance the game. You know, I love the fact that this game, like I said before, I love the fact that this game has like two different modes to it. But you, but the view, but the super view, uh, the super viewpoint, it does take. Uh, I will admit it, you know, it does take some getting used to. Um, I'm very glad the whole game's not played that viewpoint because that would have been like Zephyr oh, Ball. Yeah, no, that would be. <laughs> um, you, you just have to kind of think a little bit differently with that viewpoint because you kind of have to, you have to like, you have to like look, you have to like, you, you, uh, you have to like look for the cannonballs instead of the ships and, and it's like trace it, you know, trace the cannonballs back uh, like where they're coming from uh, to find the ships, um, I think. But anyway, your mileage may vary. Uh, I think I think the addition of the uh, of the other things is worthwhile enough to play um, with that, like feel with that viewpoint. But um, it is more challenging for sure. Sure. So there's also there's also uh, there's also present in the Super NES version uh, five different uh, maps. That, uh, actually, there, actually, there's more than that. There's a whole bunch of maps uh, and scenarios scenarios that you can start on uh, different maps. Uh, there's also there's also there's also three different there's also three different difficulty levels that you can start off on easy, normal, and hard. So um, the game has a password system, a pretty simple password. Uh, you, 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 a pretty simple pretty, pretty simple password system, I think. Uh, to you know, allow you to pick up at whatever stage that you left off on. So um, yeah, so we've covered sing- we've, so so we covered single player pretty well. Multiplayer, like I said, uh, is a little bit different different because like because like both you and the and, and your opponent are in different land masses, still on the same map but in different land masses, and you both take a castle and you both take turns shooting uh, shooting uh, shooting uh, cans back and forth at each other. And here again, there's and here again, there's you know there's miraging involved. For like for example, you you really want to do small holes in your enemy's wall because small holes are a lot harder to fill and like a pair of phase like a pair of like bigger holes. So you're trying to try, um, and depending upon the and depending upon the, the version of the game and the phase of the game, um, you also want to just you you, you, uh, you also want to aim at your enemy's cannons because you can't destroy the cannons in some phases of the game. So um, and, I seem I seem to be pretty good with that strategy of shooting <laughs> shooting small holes into the the walls. Right, because uh, yeah, it's very frustrating trying to um, you know trying to. Uh, like you know, trying to a um, uh, the, obviously your opponent is a human player is going to be smarter at shooting a castle than an AI is. Oh yeah. So it's a lot more difficult to repair a castle in multiplayer mode because of that. Um, and in fact, the games that George and I played, I lost because I wasn't able to I wasn't able to fix my you know to fix my damage <laughs> en- I, I, enough. But luck has luck has luck has some part of it to do with it also because you really need the right pieces. Um, you know, just like you know, if you have the like if you have the wrong piece, I just want to slam that down as soon as possible to get the, a new piece to come up and hope that piece is the piece you need. 
Um, so, yeah, um, multiplayer definitely... Multiplayer is also very challenging. Uh, I, I, I prefer single player a little bit, but a little bit probably because I'm just used to playing single player for, like for all these years. But multiplayer also, uh, but multiplayer also is almost kind of a different game, really, because yeah. the driving tactics are so the t- tactics are so different in this. Um, but there's a lot of, but but yeah, but yeah, you can have, um, you can also have. Yeah, and you can also have the benefit of super mode uh, in multiplayer without the since there's only the one the what the um, uh, since there's no ships there's no there's no mode seven uh, uh, view distance but you do get the benefit of, but you get the benefit of the power ups and the obstacles which makes it more challenging so um, different maps to pick from and that kind of stuff so yeah multiplayer is definitely is, is definitely a blast if you if you've ever played you know if you've ever played this game uh, multiplayer before definitely give that a shot because um, it certainly can enhance the play vibe of the game, and if three fi- and three rounds finish and both players throw their castles, uh, the winner determined by who has the most points. I uh, I found multiplayer to be much more fun than the single player. Mm. Um, and really, just being able so. to interact with the other players is it was really good. Yeah, no, because because you're not worrying about ships and. Like <laughs> when you when you beat somebody, it feels so much better than oh I fended off these ships. It's like oh I destroyed uh th- you know the other players' <laughs> castle wall and they weren't able to build back up. Yes, yes, it was also climaxed by uh, one of two very amusing uh, like death scenes where uh, <laughs> uh, where where. where, where so where you either have the losing player is on a plank, uh, being forced to walk up a plank on a ship, uh, like or they're actually, uh, or they're, you know, or they're like, um, uh, like their heads, your heads like the guillotine, and the other player can actually push the button to actually cause the other player to die. So that's, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, you, you force the player off the plank. You're right. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, nice touch there. So. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I obviously love the game because I have been playing it for many, many years. Uh, it definitely gets very challenging in later stages, especially when playing super mode. Oh gosh, some of those, you know, some of like some of some of higher some of those higher stages in super mode are almost impossible. But um, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you think about the game like overall, George, in single player mode? I mean, obviously you prefer playing it in normal mode, but what do you think about it, you know, in general? Um, I think it's a good port. I never played the arcade game, so I can't really base information off of it's it. It's very from what close. I played. Yeah, oh, very, okay. very, very close. Like I said, like I said, graphics, sound, uh, playability. The only difference is the trackball, really. Right. So yeah, right. so. or no joystick. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty good game. Uh, we didn't talk about price yet, so I don't know if it's really worth the money but like this is like if it's cheap like i feel like it's definitely worth it yeah um, i mean like you know this game is yeah yeah this yeah this game yeah this game's readily available like nowadays uh um uh been on gauntlet you know the game boy advance so um yeah. uh, uh there's several arcade collections for the playstation and xbox where you can find the game at um there are there are derivatives of the game available like in iphones uh, I'm sorry, like your know, iPhone, Android platforms—they're not called Rampart, but they play like Rampart. So, um, uh, so yeah, like, 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 yeah, this game's this game's this game's very easily playable um, because there's okay. right, right. So, um, but uh, yeah. So, um, what about some of the? Well, 
So, like, so what were some of your pros and cons? I think you already mentioned the controls being a bit touchy, which is a con for you, but... Yeah, like, the controls... When you're aiming, it's, like, fixed onto a grid, and it just feels a little stiff, and you can't really free aim, so to speak. But, uh, I mean, everything responds properly, so that's good. Um... I don't know. Uh, I don't feel like it's something that I could sink a bunch of time into, but like, oh, you know, I have 5, 10, maybe 20 minutes. Like, oh, maybe I'll just, you know, boot up uh, Rampart and play a little bit. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely really good for the multiplayer aspect because you get that interaction with somebody else and you could probably make a drinking game out of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you probably but, could. Yeah. And I mean, there's always that, that you know, kind of like bragging rights thing. And when the, when one player wins, it's, it's, and I don't think I've really seen this in other games. Like you're able to, you know, force your, your opponent off the plank and kill them or use the guillotine and kill them. I'm not sure, like, there are games, um, there, especially modern games where they incorporate something like that, but you're not, you're, like, pushing a button and then it's, like, a cutscene or something. Right. Like, in this game, you are literally controlling your character pushing off the opponent into the water and so on and so forth. And I don't really think I've seen uh, anything like that before in a game. And I really, I really like that. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, the game rounds so themselves yeah. too are pretty short. I mean, like, you know, they're fast and furious because like, you know, the combat, the combat phase, is, 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 phase the combat phase, like only lasts, what, like 15, 20 seconds? So, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a quick game, but it's, right. If you have so many there, you could probably sink a good amount of time into it. Like most, like most classic, classic great arcade games. You know, it's one of those games. It's one of those games which is like you know, like very quick to play, um, very fun to come back to, and you know, it's very playable in small doses. I mean, like, you know, like you said, you know, half an hour is enough time for you to get through like two stages probably. So. Um, uh, so it's a uh, so it's a very like you know a great like pay and play game like for sure so and if you want the def there is the def there because you have the you have you because you have super mode that you can play you have the different stages that you can load up three difficulty levels uh, there's a lot of variety here if you want it so one other one other important point I wanted to make about this game I didn't think about this myself but I uh, myself but upon doing research like this game a lot of people consider um you know a lot of people have made the argument and consider this game to be one of the very first tower defense games okay it's not it's, it's not kind of it's, it's kind similar. of a tower defense but it's not yeah yeah i can see why it certainly does have some tower defense it, um, it does but it, it, like tower, defense, it, so, yeah. tower defense is mostly a lot of time it's mostly like building up things to protect your castle that you you're not controlling but there are somewhere like you're controlling one like type of machine or whatever whereas or not whereas but uh there's in addition there's also other machines helping you protect you know your tower castle whatever right um this doesn't really it doesn't feel like a like a full tower defense game but i could see why people say that yeah, I mean, like, you know, I certainly can see it, too. I, yeah. I mean, like, I think that there certainly are elements of this that were elements of this that were borrowed and uh, borrowed over by later tower defense games. 
um, you know, to kind of, you know, which is a very popular genre these days. So um, I think that's one reason, one reason that why Rampart uh, has stayed like, you know, to, to stage, um, stayed so popular. But uh, yeah, I guess so. So, um, so do you have any uh, final thoughts like about the game, George? Like, I know you said you preferred a multiplayer, but you know, like single player, um, uh, like single player mode, um, is this something that you would be coming back to? Uh, maybe for like five, ten minutes. I wouldn't like sit there and play for hours. But, mm -hmm. but uh, it's the game's good. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, what do, what do you say about this game? I think I said almost everything about it. Because yeah, I mean, like you know, like I it's said, not, you know, it's not a right. huge game, but right. it's it's still a good game. It fits the formula of the yeah, like yeah. I mean, like this is why people consider this to be like you know a classic arcade game because it fits the parameters right. of like a classic Atari arcade game. You know, simple. You know, simple to pick up and too hard to master, but. Uh, um, so yeah, so um, uh, there there are no there are no cheat codes or cheat codes or hints or anything else like that hidden in the game. Um, you can get the level the level passwords passwords on like online these days like easy enough you the easy oh, enough yeah. you want to like, hop a hop ahead. So um, one trick I will give, and this is not immediately obvious. Uh, during um, at the beginning of each of the phase of the game, there is a message the message that scrolls down from the top of the screen down to the bottom, telling you what phase that you're going on to. You can hold down the A button to, to skip that. Uh, uh, to make that like go super fast uh, to speed things up. So one little tip I can give you. I mean, it's not that long though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, two seconds versus like five seconds, I guess. If you're but... impatient like Greg, <laughs> just hold the A button. Yeah. I just want to watch the animation. <laughs> um, um, this game was a... Um, you know, like I said, Rampart was a popular game, but I get the idea that the print run of the Super NES was not really that huge. Um, so, because this game can be found on eBay, but there's not a, an eBay, but there's not a, but there wasn't a ton of copies available. Uh, there's only eight copies currently currently listed online, and 27 copies like recently sold over recently sold like over that three months. Uh, prices for cart only varies greatly. Uh, these prices all include shipping. Uh, the cart the cart so anywhere from as cheap as eight dollars, eight dollars twenty five cents, all the way up to the thirty one dollars. Wow. So uh, there are only there are only three complete copies of the game, complete being uh, cart, manual, and box. And again, these prices also varied wildly. Uh, the three copies sold for thirty five eighty, forty four, and eighty three dollars. Eighty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. That's, that's quite a bit of money. So you know, eight dollars and a quarter. I definitely could see this game like being worth that money. I mean, like you know, ten oh, yeah. bucks, ten bucks, ten bucks. I even say like fifteen bucks. Probably this game's worth it. But I think uh, fifteen might, and that's like iffy. That might be a maximum for it, me. Yeah, like if somebody to play against who also enjoys this game, uh, fifteen dollars I think is like definitely worth it. But you know, ten dollars, ten dollars for single player. But uh, but like I said, you know. Um, you know, the Super NES version of the game is unique. Is unique, like the fact it offers those uh, those enhancements. The PC, the PC version of the game also the PC version of the game also featured the uh, power ups and object uh, the power ups and obstacles. Um, but good luck trying to get that version of the game like right now because ninety uh, two it probably was a DOS game. Well, I guess DOS box DOS box you cannot you cannot handle like pretty well. But maybe but, I don't know yeah. why. 
Somebody would want to play that version, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't care about the power-ups, like, you only want to play the original mode, this game plays extremely well on no matter what platform that you get it for. So, um, you know, the, uh, the, 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 so the only reason I recommend the Super NES version of the, the other ones is because of the enhancements that they had. But if you don't care about that, like, any version of the game is fine. Uh, because the game just ported over, like, so well, uh, being just, you know, being just... To be, to, you know, being just a basic arcade game. So, um, I think that's pretty much it for uh, this game. I, I really love it. You know, it's, you know, it's a game I've always have uh, you know, had a lot of affection for, and it's you know, like George said, it's you know, it's fun. Um, it's very fun. Small bursts. Uh, I usually play it for more than like small bursts, but uh, the game plays. Who just out very well for playing. You, 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 you ever played small bursts? Um, if, you, if you ever played Rampart, this version of the game is definitely worth uh, checking out. It's kind of like you know, first one, first one, to, you know, first one to pick up. Um, if you ever played Super Nintendo, if you've never played, played Super Nintendo version of Rampart, uh, checking this one out for the enhancements and the, uh, you know, the extra mode that they offer, you uh, as well worth it because it's pretty unique. Um, speaking about unique, I also really want to check out that Konami Famicom version of the game. That really sounds fascinating. That does sound very interesting. So, um, anyway, uh, I have nothing else to say about this game. George, like, what about you? It's, it's, it's good. Okay. That's pretty much, pretty much what I would say, too, so. Um, so, so if you have any, um, comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, uh, like the podcast, it doesn't really matter what episode it is, it doesn't matter how old it is, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have a Facebook page, and you can also give us a review on iTunes, and you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at, yahoo, at yahoo.com. Um, and George, besides those, besides, besides those means, how can, how can, somebody, re, how can somebody reach you if they're so inclined? Uh, well, Twitter is a thing. Uh, I'm on that thing. Uh, at Mr. Chief, at M I S T U R C H E E F. Uh, boy, you should look at my face when I spell that now. It's like I've been spelling it for so long. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do other podcasts. Uh, Greg and I do PlayStation Power, where we cover PlayStation and PlayStation 2 games. That is, that's a hoot. Uh, <laughs> um, I also do Master System Masterpieces, where we cover Master System games. Um, I do the box for it, where... Bunny and I just talk about stuff. Uh, oh man, last episode we sat down and talked about cell phones for like over two hours. And I'm not sure if the episode was amusing to other people, but uh, we were freaking out about like really dumb cell phone designs. <laughs> and uh, that was really fun to do. Uh, am I missing a podcast? I don't know. I do things. I'm everywhere. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I I'm in a lot of places. Yeah, I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I'm kind of hoping the end gauge came up there somewhere. Oh, man, you don't even... Like, the end gauge looks really good compared to the stuff that we did. <laughs> like... Like, the end gauge wasn't even really that bad in the first place, but, well, let's not get into cell phone politics or whatever here. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think I, yeah, I think that's it for the current podcast. I think so. But, uh, um, so, um, next time. Oh, I do, I do SNES podcasts with Greg. Yes, well, ho hopefully everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how, how would they know, though? Because they've been listening to, so they've been listening to an episode of one for the last hour. 
Oh, we're doing SNES podcast now? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Okay. Speaking about the Super NES podcast, George, uh, yeah. do you want to, so do you want to tell listeners if you want what game we're covering next time? Rock and roll racing? Yes, it's a very unique, uh, very a very different racing game on the system, uh, which was developed by the company that later became Blizzard. So, um, very fascinating look back at one of their like very first games. So this, um, I've not played this game before, but it came, but it came highly recommended by somebody. So I'm looking forward to trying it. And and George, even though he, and George, like even though he doesn't love uh, racing games, was even like was even talked into he, he trying this. So says who? I don't like love racing games. Says you seven months ago. What? Yes, you said I never that. said. I, I never. Oh, well, I. Do, it's not like I do love racing games. But I do <laughs> like racing games. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll give you that. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you again, everybody out there for listening to this. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Um, we are a proud member of both the Throwback Network and Virtual Junkies. Uh, please, uh, please check, check both of them out on Facebook. Uh, there are numerous other uh, gaming, non-gaming podcasts on there, which are, uh, which are very great to listen to. Um, and we very much appreciate your support. And thank you. Um, and thank you again. And take care. Bye. Take care, all. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Mm-hmm.